He's a well-respected high school football scout, known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. He's a well-respected national high school football recruiting analyst. Craig, Craig Biggins. Together they bring you the transparent truth. The world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. The transparent truth. Tr- 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 <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're now listening to the transparent truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. I'm on the line this week. Plus, I got my man Greg Diggins on the line. Two thousand miles away. Got some things to talk about, some things to touch on, some things to recap. Kind of run down the line here. We're going to jump into recruiting in just a minute. We got a sleeper from the San Diego area. We're going to talk a little Battle of the Beach over at Edison High School. Got a chance to interview one of our. Good friends and well-respected coach, modern-day high school Bruce Rollinson. We're going to touch a little bit on the Pro Football Hall of Fame Academy out here in Canton, Ohio. Then we're going to bring this baby to a close. But without further ado, Greg Beggins, the GOAT. The Transparent Truth Recruiting Report. Recruiting. Bring us home. Let's go. Yeah, so we'll be quick. You know, dead period right now. So no visits. Not a lot, of, not a lot going on, which is good. Uh, we did have three New commitment to the last week. How about Chris Steele? Always like to affectionately call him the man of steel. Chris Steele, St. John Bosco, DB. He is going to USC. You know, my crystal ball never wavered. Never wavered, Keith. And a lot of people were saying Florida, South Carolina, Oregon. He visited all those schools. I never thought he was leaving home. I just thought, end of the day, it's going to be really, really hard for him to leave home, leave his family. So Chris Steele is going to stay home and play for the Trojans. Very curious to see how he does, how he develops. Does he end up a a big-bodied, Biggie Marshall-type corner? Does he grow into a physical head-hunting safety? Um, We shall see, right? We shall see, Keith. Absolutely. Chris Steele, uh, you know, a versatile defensive back, Plays with a ton of energy, intensity, and passion. Borders on the line of being a little out of control at times, but love his infectious smile and his ability to be physical on the football field. It's going to be interesting to see how he fits into that defensive backfield room early in his USC career. As we know, Biggie Marshall moving on after this year, after his senior year, might be a spot for Chris Steele right away. Got to look out for young Elijah. OG Elijah Griffin stepping in right away as well. But Chris Steele, man, big-time prospect, big-time program, USC Trojans. We got Mark Perry from Rancho Cucamonga committed to the University of Colorado. That was his one visit, and uh, this is kind of how, how recruiting works. I talked to him after that visit. He loved it. He said, you know, I loved it, but I really want to take more trips. I want to go visit Arizona. I want to go see ASU. I want to go see Nevada. So, of course, he ends up committing a couple weeks later. That's just kind of how it is. That's why you never can, never can buy too much what the kids say. Colorado was just a great fit for Mark. He loved it there. And uh, I like this kid, man. He's a guy that has some positional versatility. He's a big, thick kid, but he can run and he's tough. And I think it's a – I don't want to say a steal because that almost puts down Colorado, but I always felt like, you know, this is a high-level player who wasn't really recruited like a high-level recruit. But, you know, Colorado – Again, great fit, and, and really happy for Mark Perry. 
you know, Mark Perry, a big physical defensive back. Colorado's a great program to come in if you want to get some early playing time, not solidified in the defensive backfield uh, with a bunch of top-notch recruits. There's an opening there. The ability for him to step in, get on the field early in his career, contribute to special teams. Mark Perry's a guy that's got a nice ceiling on him, GB. I think he's going to do a great job up there in Boulder. Yeah, no doubt. Me too. And last but not, not least, uh, 2020 TV, Darion Greenborn from Modern Day High School made an early July 4th commitment to the University of Oklahoma, Keith. He's a boomer sooner. I like it. Coach Kerry Cook, phenomenal defensive backs coach. Of course, we know Buki Radley House from Southern California by the way of IMG, now at Oklahoma. That recruiting juggernaut just keeps on cranking them out. Darion Green Warren, a four-star player, a high IQ lockdown specialist, loves to play great technique with great feet and great hands, can find the football and can make plays. Great fit considering he's an Oklahoma native, a big-time program lover there at modern day, now moving on to be a boomer sooner in two years, GB. Kind of a funny story about his commitment announcement. He had a video made that was pretty sweet. And uh, so he, he had told me, hey, 3 o'clock, I'm watching it. And I had a story ready to go. And so 3 o'clock becomes 3.30. What's, it's July 4th. I'm at my brother's house. We're at the beach. I'm ready to go surfing. Uh, waves are, are pretty good. A little choppy, but pretty good. Water's warm. And I'm ready to go in, right? But I can't. Cause I got to wait for Darian to tweet out his commitment so I can go ahead and hit, you know, tweet on my story. So it's 3 o'clock. Right. becomes 3.30. 3.30 becomes 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock becomes 4.30, Keith. I'm sitting on the oh, sand. Yeah. My kids, my brother, all my friends and family are in the water, and I'm sitting there. It's like 85 degrees. Remember how hot it was here on the 4th of July? It's like 85 degrees. I'm at the beach, and I'm ready to go in. Finally, I think at like 5 o'clock, we had left the beach. I never got to get my feet wet because of Darian Green Warren's video. It was like two hours late. It was like Jaden would be late. I was like, come on. Oh, I'm, no. I'm, I'm, te- I'm texting Marty. I'm like, Marty, what the heck? What's going to happen today? And he's just laughing, saying, hey, it's going. It's a little bit late, a little bit late. Man, I think it was like two hours late. I missed the opportunity to go get uh, go get some, go catch some waves. But uh, congrats to you, Darion Greenborn. Even if it did, you know, video cost me, a, cost me a, a little surf session. But that's okay. And we have one more yeah, no, this week, Keith. Yeah. Were you, what were you going to say? Were you, you, you were, are you empathetic towards me at all, or do you not even care about my feelings? I, I'm, I'm a little empathetic towards you, but I did catch some waves. Uh you know, I did catch some waves after Battle of the Beach, so I did get it in for you. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because I kept refreshing my Twitter for that Darion Green Warren video. And I'm thinking, something wrong with my connection? I'm, I'm checking my my, uh, my internet connection. I'm checking my Wi-Fi. I'm unplugging things, plugging it back up. I'm trying to figure out what's <laughs> going on. Good to know that my Wi-Fi is Trump tight. It was Darion Green Warren's deal that was slow. So I'm, I feel solidified yes. now. It wasn't definitely wasn't your Wi-Fi. Hey, we got a we got another Trinity League commitment this weekend. We got a guy who goes by the name of Ethan Ray, Orange Lutheran tight end, and he's going to be committing tomorrow, Keith. When I say tomorrow, I mean Thursday, since the show will air on a Wednesday. He is going to be committing kind of a final three of USC, Colorado, and University of Florida. Guess where my crystal ball is right now, Keith? It's got to be the University of Oregon. I'm thinking he's going to fight on. Really? I think so. That's my gut. Wow. He did not tell me. You know, Darian was nice enough to let me know, hey, it's going to be Oklahoma. Have your story ready to go. Ethan Ray has not told me USC. 
but I just, it's my gut. It's my instinct. It's my sixth sense. I think he is going to be a Trojan. The father, or excuse me, the, the son of a former UCLA football player, I think is going to be a crosstown catching passes from JT Daniels in a couple of years. I think USC is going to take two tight ends. I think they look good for Jude Wolf. And I think they look pretty good for Ethan Ray. We will see. But uh, that's, my, that's my hunch as of today, Keith. Well, listen, GB, I've been in this game long enough to know it. When you have a hunch, 99% of the time that hunch is right because you got some inside scoop. So, so hey, Ethan Ray, if you're going to be a Trojan, I know my man Greg Biggins has a, has a nice little hunch. And, and if that's the case, you know, hey, you stay at home, you're playing for Clay Helton, you're playing for the Trojans, you're in the Pac-12. I mean, can you argue with the kid? You cannot. You cannot argue with anyone who wants to stay home and play in the Pac-12 or play for his hometown school. Uh, right. We got Cam Williams, Keith, my guy from Bakersfield High School, an early Oregon yep. commit. He decommitted. Uh, in fact, he decommitted the day after spending the whole day on the USC campus. And since then, he has been on USC's campus two other times. He took an official trip to Washington a few weeks ago. He is going to commit on July 25th. So I guess I could have saved this for a couple of weeks, but I just wanted to throw it out there now. So Cam is going to make a commitment on July 25th. And Keith, I think Cam Williams is going to go to UW. That's what I think. Whoa. Even though he's been up to USC a few times, even though he decommitted the day after, the day after he visited USC, I think UW is going to get him. I think Jimmy Lake is the guy... Uh, that has been his lead recruiter. He loved his official visit there. I thought there was a small chance he might go back to Oregon. He was supposed to visit there, but he has not taken that visit to Oregon now. He's going to actually commit before taking that visit. Um, our good friend Keith Hayward was, was all over Cam, did a great job recruiting him. But as of today, July, whatever today is, what is today? July what? July 10th? 11th? 9th? July, no, yeah, maybe July 11th. I don't know. One of those days. I think after July yeah. 10th or 11th, he is going to be going to UW, Keith. So today is July 10th recording. July 11th is dropped. You know, that's interesting. Uh, again, I heard Roman might go back to Oregon, recommit there. Of course, we've seen him up at SC a couple times on unofficials and at camps. But UW doing a terrific job recruiting, especially in a defensive backfield. Cam Fabian, maybe Cam Williams now. They've got two high-profile defensive backs. I know the, the NFL is looking for us already at UW. Jimmy Lake doing an excellent job recruiting, developing. Hey, UW might be the place to be if you're a lockdown corner. It just may be, GB. Yeah, I think UW also leads for Titus Toller from uh, St. John Bosco. He is taking a visit in early September to Arizona State, and then he's going to decide that following week. I think as of right now, UW leads for him. Hopefully there's still a spot if that's where he wants to go. If they land Fabi Kalanen and Cam Williams, that's two safeties. You don't see a lot of schools take three safeties, but uh, we'll see. I think I think Titus, I think he's a UW lane as well, and that, that will go down if he decides to make that move in early September. Have uh, a top 10 list for Kendall Milton. He came out with the top 10 yesterday. Yesterday being Monday, Alabama, Fresno State, all the brother plays there, Florida State, Georgia, Miami, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Penn State, Texas, and USC. I've already got, he's a 2020 kid, Keith. I've already got him crystal ball. I don't really do many crystal balls this early. But I did, did one for Kendall. I got him going to USC. That's the challenge wow. favorite. That is the childhood favorite. It's kind of the dream school. 
He's extremely, extremely tight, extremely close with Elias Ricks and Bryce Young, who are also pretty strong USC leans for me. I could see USC having a monster 2020 class right now, Keith. Again, Kendall Melton from the Fresno area. Fresno State is on his list. He's going to visit Bama. He's going to visit Florida State. He likes Georgia. He likes all those schools, big-time programs. But I think right now, man, Keith, uh, USC has a great chance to land, lock in, uh, probably the number one running back in the West Coast. And I felt that way as a sophomore last year. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Special prospect, special running back, a terrific blend of size, speed, power, and elusiveness. Terrific back out of the backfield with his soft hands, ability to you know, separate from defenders. Kendall Milton, 2020 prospect, a Pro Football Hall of Fame Academy All-American for the 2020 class. Leaning the SC, got his top ten. I'm kind of a homer for Fresno State GB, but it doesn't look like we're going to get that done, huh? Yeah, I mean, sure, he's a 2020 kid, right? So, I mean, he could change his mind 20 times. I, I think I, I, it would be fun to see him stay home and play for Fresno State. Like we mentioned before, kind of a Jason Kidd, Cal story. But uh, we'll, we'll see. I, as of today, I, I do think USC looks good. Hey, we had Javin Wright cut his list down to four, as he mentioned before. That is the son of the great former Nebraska L.A. Ram. Toby Wright, Javin is down to ASU, Nebraska, UCLA, and UW. No surprises there. Obviously, Nebraska's on the list because of his pops. He's from Arizona, so ASU is the local school. Had a visit to UCLA and loved it. And Washington, he also visited there and loved it. So those before, he'll probably commit sometime, I think, early on during the season. We have Trent McDuffie with a top eight. I'm a huge fan of top eights, to be honest with you, Keith. I like top fives, but whatever. <laughs> Trent McDuffie is down to Alabama, ASU, Notre Dame, Oregon, USC, Stanford, UCLA, and Washington. Kind of reading between the, the tea leaves here, I think Washington, Oregon, probably the two teams to beat over UCLA and Stanford. That's probably kind of my loose, fluid top four. Maybe like a little Oregon-Washington battle at the top. UCLA is trying, and Stanford is also in the mix. We got Inoke Vimehe from Kahuku, Hawaii. Also came out with, guess what, Keith, a top eight. Top Come eight. on, Anoke. Come on, Anoke. Let's go top fives. But anyways, <laughs> his top eight is led by USC, UCLA, Nebraska, Notre Dame, Ole Miss, Oklahoma, Washington, and Virginia. And then last but not least, Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, he has a couple of unofficial trips he's going to take later this month. I want to say July 8th and 29th. He is going to Florida. I think on the 27th or 28th, and then whatever the following day is, uh, he's going to Florida State. So, Kayvon, as many know, he cut his list down to five. He included both those two Florida schools. He also included Alabama, Oregon, and USC. Uh, my gut right now, I think it's an Alabama-Florida State lead. But, uh, again, it's early. He's got visits to take, and he's going to decide probably sometime, I want to say, like, October-ish, maybe November-ish. But he'll be a mid-year guy and uh yeah right now I, I think alabama and florida state are probably the two schools with the best shot hey gb is oklahoma on his top eight list for you talking about Kayvon? yeah top he, 10 he did or a top five Kayvon did a top okay. five thankfully was yeah florida florida state u.s list? no it was uh florida florida state usc oregon and um who am i missing florida florida state alabama oregon usc very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Okay. 
Okay, I got, got a little bit of scoop out here in Canton, Ohio. I'll share it with you at some point. A little scoop. Hey, man, that's the end of my recruit note, so go for it. It's all, the, the floor is yours. We a little, little yeah, abbreviated well, version today, so now it's all you. Well, let me... Well, one thing about Kayvon is he's an open-minded kid, and I know that's his top five, but let me tell you who's sneaking around the chicken coop. The Oklahoma Sooners. He's built a tremendous relationship already with the OEs. I mean, those guys are almost inseparable out here in Canton, Ohio. And you know Lincoln Riley, you met staff. They got a tremendous group of recruiters. Oh, Norman, Oklahoma is a terrific place to go to school and play football. Don't be surprised if Oklahoma sneaks up and he says, you know, I've dropped one school out. Oklahoma's now, you know, in the running. Don't be surprised if that happens. I will not be surprised at all because USC is kind of just barely hanging in there. In fact, he was very vocal and adamant about saying, you know, some kids like to, you know, talk nice about all the schools, but he was saying, hey, you know what? I haven't heard from them. I put them in my top five because they're the local school and I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, but I'm really not hearing much from USC at all. So if that keeps up, I could easily see Kayvon dropping USC from the mix and adding Oklahoma for sure. That would, that would not shock me at all. Yeah, no, I can see that kind of coming down the pipe. But like you said, I think Alabama is in the, the lead. I think Florida State is a close number two. And uh, we'll see. But, the you know, nation's number one prospect, uh, everybody's going to be after his services. His ability to get after the quarterback is unmatched across the country by maybe none other than Nolan Smith from IMG Academy. Kayvon Thibodeau, a special, special pass rusher, with tremendous, tremendous traits in a upside that has he's got all pro upside in the NFL. We were actually taking a look at um, Raiders outside linebacker, defensive end, uh, Khalil Mack today at the Hall of Fame. Um, they had some pictures of him, some video, and it was very interesting to see the similarities between Kayvon and Khalil Mack. The explosiveness, the body lean, the upper body strength, uh, the ability hmm. to to work a second move back to the inside. I mean, you could tell, hey, this is who you could be if you keep working, Javon. This is this is where you're projected to be. So, uh, no, that's it. I would have thought you guys, but I would have. I kind of see more of a Nolan Smith because Khalil Mack's like a 250, Kind of has that stocky, more of a more of a you know, Kayvon six five and has that long, lean, more linear look. I would have yeah. thought maybe Nolan. But you like you like the Khalil Mack comparison more for more for yeah, Kayvon well, than for, in, uh, than for term, Nolan. Yeah, in terms of size, he's Nolan looks more to part. But in terms of how they play, I think it's Kayvon with hmm, that okay. uh, with that first step, and then with the power to go along with that quickness. Uh, Khalil Mack and Kayvon I think are similar uh, with those two traits. But nevertheless, it's going to be interesting to see how that recruitment plays out, GB. Right now, it's time to get to our Sleeper of the Week. It's time for our Sit and Sleep Sleeper of the Week. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. 
Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. Our sleep of the week hails from the San Diego era, area, excuse me, San Marcos, <laughs> Mission Hills, wide receiver Joe Smith. And we're not talking about Maryland basketball legend and from our first round pick. We're talking about a Joe Smith out of San Marcos, Mission Hills High School. And let me tell you, I saw this kid at the Battle of the Beach. I was introduced to him and his father early in the morning. Got a chance to watch him later on in the day. Hey, I really like this kid. About 5'9", about 175, extremely quick, very good hands, very reliable, runs excellent routes, has a knack for catching the ball in traffic. Saw him get battered around a couple times, didn't flinch, didn't bobble, just caught, tucked, embraced himself for a little bit of contact. Really liked this kid. Showed some heart, showed some toughness, has really good speed uh, in a box and top end. Joe Smith, we look for him to make some big, big plays in Mission Hills this year of San Marcos. Liked him in 7-on-7. Seven seven. Saw his tape. He translates in pads really well. He's a punt returner, kick returner, plays outside, plays inside. They move to running back sometimes and give him the pill. This guy can go. I like him. Joe Smith, Mission Hills, San Marcos. Our sleeper of the week. GB? Hey, man, if you like him, I like him. I love the name. I love yeah. the game. Joe Smith. Yeah. Let's go. No doubt about it. So it's time to get on to the Battle of the Beach, GB. What a – man, you know, wow. What a coincidence. So first off, let me say this. As I took a flight out to Canton, Ohio, and I was thinking about the Battle of the Beach, my Snapchat popped up, and it gave me a reminder that a year ago from that day, we had interviewed Bruce Robinson. What a coincidence that we sat down with Coach Robinson one more time, and it's going to air on our Friday show, but we sat down with him one more time at the Battle of the Beach a couple of days ago. We got You got a chance to interview him. I kind of played producer, but uh, it, was, it was a joy. Uh, I'm sure the fans are going to love the interview. But let's talk a little bit about the 7-on-7 seven seven tournament. I got there um, early. First thing I saw was Ryan Helensky to Kyle Ford, touchdown. They blew out Cathedral Catholic. Kyle Ford, he looked a little tired. He was dragging a little bit, but Ryan Hillisky looked like he was on the target and on money. On the opposite field, I was watching Mission Viejo play Narbonne. Two very evenly matched squads. Mission Viejo's got some players now. Uh, Akili Arnold, JoJo Forrest, Maven Anderson, uh, quarterback Joey Yellen. They've got some guys, and uh, it went to sudden death overtime. Narbonne completes a deep out for about a 15-yard gain. Is the, the team who gets the deeper completion wins. And Joey Yellen throws a seam route about 25 yards to Akini Arnold on the money. And Mitch Viejo comes away with the win. And uh, really impressed with Coach Chad Johnson. His ability to inject uh, energy and passion and confidence. Confidence into guys who've struggled in the past versus high-level competition. Uh, Joey Yellen stood tall. Uh, in a pressure moment, big time play by Keely Arnold. Really like the way Michigan Hill looks, Greg. Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you what, man. I, I had to leave before the final four was set, but just watching some of the videos, Joey Yellen was making some NFL throws. The throw yeah. on the last play of the game to JoJo Force in the corner of the end zone to beat a really good corner, Trent McDuffie. Honestly, he had about a foot 
to work with. Great throw, great catch. But, I mean, you cannot drop that ball any better if you were, like, two feet away and handed it to Forrest. That was big time. And, uh, and again, we, we talked off air. You know, Bob Johnson, he, he's always been known for quarterbacks. Same with Rob and Brett, his sons. But that's Chad Johnson as well. And, and I think Chad is really good about just teaching and developing and scheming. And Joey knows him well. Joey was at Bosco two years ago. He knows the offense. So he already got the Cliff Notes version. I mean, Joey's ahead of the game. New head coach is not a new head coach for Joey. So I kind of thought he'd, he'd, you know, be ahead of the curve. And it's really good to see him throw. And it's really good to see JoJo Forrest making plays. Man, Achille Arnold is really, really good. He's one of those guys who won't be recruited as heavily as he probably should because, you know, measurables aren't there. But on any given day, he'll be the best player on the field in, in a high school yeah. game. Not saying yep. Cole, I'm saying on a high school, you know, just like, you know, Cole Aubrey, the dominant high school player, Achille Arnold is really, really good. So that was a fun Final Four. I wish I could have stayed, had daddy duties. Um, but no, I mean, we're talking about a Final Four, you know, with uh, Mission Viejo, Bosco, Modern Day, and Orange Lutheran. You make an argument, throw in Centennial, those are the five best teams in, you know, in, in Southern Section. Um, yes. I would add Jay Sarah to that mix. That's a great Final Four. And it's a great tournament. I always love it. It's, you know, a 20-minute drive for me. Great competition. A lot of great players. A lot of great coaches. I know a lot of people. It's always a fun time. So congrats to Modern Day for going, I want to say, back to back to back. I think they won it two years ago, yeah. too. I know last year they won it with, you know, no JT yeah. and no Amon Ra. They still won the thing. Uh, this year was Bryce dealing. That secondary is really, really strong. And you know what? I mean, tell you what, it's any given Saturday. But Modern Day looked really, really good. The best I saw them, uh, best I've seen them, probably this offseason, for sure. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Ricks is so imposing at the corner. Green Warren, he's a guy that's going to keep the ball in front of him. He's not going to give up a bunch of deep balls. He can square up and play every route. Uh, Davies, I thought, was very, very scrappy as a nickel guy. You know, and, and I don't think he gets the credit for being scrappy enough, but this is the third or fourth time I've seen him wrestle the ball away from guys, get his hands on things, really collision routes. Did an excellent job. Of course, no Brew McCoy offensively, but he was there cheering on his squad. Uh, but Michael Martinez, still a problem to deal with everywhere he goes, his size. He's not going to get a ton of separation. You can you can lock that up and, and put the close the door and put away the key. He ain't going to do that. But what he is going to do, he's going to go over the top of you. He's going to use that big body to shield you and keep those long arms extended. He's just going to box you out and make plays. Man, Bryce Young, I thought he looked good, Greg. I mean, he was throwing darts. You can tell he's starting to get comfortable with Coach Dave Money's offense, understanding where to go with the football, when to get the ball out of his hands. You insert Brew McCoy into that group, and you're sitting there with Jacoby Harper, who showed up and showed out as well. Shine Money dollars out of the backfield. Modern day, here come the Monarchs. Red and white. They might be number one in the country going into the season. I've been talking a lot with Trey Sanders from IMG and Noah Kane. They're getting revved up for that matchup, GB. Modern-day IMG. We better be ready. I can tell you that. Hey, another, another guy I want to throw out there, because, uh, again, I thought he played really well and never gets a lot of love, is William Nemo. This kid is a really good football player. I mean, he's, a, I'm, uh, he's probably the main reason why Bryson Washington is back in Texas right now, because of Nemo. 
this kid is a, is a strong. He can play free. He's good in coverage. He's got length. He's tough. Him and Jeremiah Cradell, and I love Cradell as a free safety, or even as a strong safety. I mean, those two guys really complement each other extremely well. You got Darion and Elias at the corner. You already mentioned Davies. Then you got the two safeties. That's a heck of a secondary. I, yeah. I think modern day. And I'll tell you what, Keith, man, if you're over there with, with Noah Kane and Trey Sanders, I'm hearing a lot of rumors, man, about them potentially not even being at IMG next year, Keith. So why don't you pin them down and find out that's a fact or fiction? Because as of right now, man, I'm hearing that they might not even be there in the fall. That's going to ruin that you know game what? for me. That's going to ruin that game for me, but that's a lot of buzz out here right now, Keith. No, I've heard I've heard the same buzz. I've actually talked to Noah Kane about that. I know they're missing him in Texas. They're really missing him. And uh, mm-hmm. it's been some whispers out here. Nothing that I know that's factual, so, that, so I won't share it. But uh, I am hearing the rumors. Trey Sanders is, is an unbelievable guy, an unbelievable young man. Had a you know a bunch of time to spend with Trey out here and Noah. Great kids, you know, high quality, big time character, you know, tremendous athletes. But like you said, hopefully more transferring does not ruin this dream matchup that we all look forward to and want between modern day and IMG. And speaking of transferring, GB. What am I hearing about back home? I mean, my phone's ringing off the hook. My DMs are on fire. What is happening back home with rumors of high school free agency about to set on fire come this week? You know, I I wish I could share it, but it's not 100%. The one thing I can say is that Zion Alifazio has left modern day. He's going to Villa Park. And that's a loss because he was extremely talented on both sides of the ball. That is a loss. I know the the modern day community wants him at modern day, but I think he felt like he needed to go somewhere else and, and maybe get you know a little more run, maybe promoted a little bit more. There's a couple of big time guys. Again, I can't. If, if today was Thursday or even Wednesday, and I know the show airs on Wednesday, but I'm saying if it, you know if we tape live yeah. on a Wednesday, I'd probably be able to share it. Um, but there is a significant, potentially two significant players that could be going to the same program. One is local, one is not local, and I'll leave it at that. But uh, we should know a lot more by Wednesday or Thursday of this week, Keith. But yeah, free agency is, is wide open right now. Wow, man. Wow. I'm, I'm <laughs> scratching my head. I'm, I'm, I'm in awe. I've heard the rumors. People are reaching out. And I, I can't believe what I'm hearing. And it feels like uh, LeBron's not the only one that's going to be changing uniforms. Speaking of LeBron, can we just talk about LeBron for like a half hour? Uh, you know, we can't because I got a place to go and so do you. But just how beautiful is that? How funny is that? That I was literally talking about that for the last year and never believing it. Just joking around and boom, there he is. L.A. Braun. This is, in a this is true. Uniform, baby. This is true, and I can co-sign that, Greg. You you have been, and that did occur. Now can they put some pieces around him in the second unit that can help contribute to the Lakers competing and maybe winning the West away and, and, and taking it away from the Warriors? That's, yeah, that's not this year. Come down to. Yeah, not not this year, unfortunately. Not, but I'm hoping year by year two, 
you know, we can maybe sign a Kawhi, sign a Clay Thompson away from the Warriors. But this year, man, the Warriors, they had Boogie Cousins. Even if he comes back, you know, halfway through the year, they don't care about the regular season anyway. The Warriors don't. They just the, the, the Warriors are kind of like when we had Shaq and Kobe, and we kind of just melded in the regular season and then flipped the switch from the playoffs. The Warriors are doing that and then some. So they got an all-star team, and I don't begrudge them at all. I Props to them. I, I kind of like having a dynasty. It's fun. I think it's fun. But, uh, but it's over, baby. It's over as soon as next year when we get some dudes. Trust me on that, Warrior fan. Woo! Hey, speaking of over, let's talk a little bit about this Pro Football Hall of Fame Elite Academy. I'm out here in Canton, Ohio, Greg, and what an unbelievable time I'm having facilitating and directing these All-Americans that are out here, led by number one overall prospect, Kayvon Thibodeau, top receiver in the country, C.O. Wees Jr. out of Texas, Kyle Four out of Orange Lutheran, top pro-style quarterback Ryan Halinski. We are having a terrific time. Uh, first night, went out and had a had some barbecue. They had a rib eating contest, won by the offensive line versus the defensive line. Uh, we've had presentations from Zenith, David Baker, the father of Sam Baker, David Baker. Uh, the president of the Hall of Fame gave an unbelievable speech and presentation. I want to share a little bit of it really quickly. At one point, he said, you know, for his worst enemy, he, he said Curtis Martin gave this speech, the former New York Jet and the Hall of Famer. For your worst enemy, he says, what would you wish on your worst enemy? And Curtis Martin said, I would wish him the most money, the most power, and the most fame and watch him tear himself to shreds. It was such a profound statement. It was such a profound thing that that was said. I really was reflective at that point. And a lot of players sitting around me were too. Um, just how, you know, you got to be careful with what you have, who's around you, and your character, right? Your character, no matter what you have in your bank account or what type of fame you have, your character has got to be right or you're going to ruin yourself. And uh, just that piece from Curtis Martin really hit home for me. It gave me a chance to reflect and always remember that this is a privilege and this is not a right for me to run the, you know, to have the transparent truth, to be a part of the Hall of Fame Prep Academy. Uh, so, you know, I wanted to share that with our with our audience here. Uh, it, was, it was just a very, very profound piece. David Baker is an outstanding gentleman, the president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He did a great job. Uh, with his speech to our academy, uh, our elite academy, All-American. So the the official academy starts tonight. We are on the field for a showcase tonight. There are 250 kids from the region going to join our 40 All-Americans on the field. It should be a lot of fun. Guys should be running around and flying around, listening to some music, making plays on the football, and we're going to enjoy and have a good time. We're set to go to uh, Golden Corral here in about – 30 minutes or so, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we've got some great kids out here, man. I've, I've got really got a chance. Like I said, Noah Kane, Trey Sanders, they've been fantastic. Sheridan Jones from Virginia. Um, Ryan Davis from Florida, the line four-star linebacker. Just, you know, all the kids. Uh, Clay Webb, you know, Pierce Quick, the other two off-the-line kids. D.A.B. Hammond, uh, Kenyon Moore, who was a big standout at the opening just last week, the big right tackle. We've had a blast, and it's been so unbelievable. And the 2020 group is all ready to go next year. Brian Brezzi, uh Elias Rick, Savelle Smalls, who's out here this year as an early 
uh, Academy member. He'll be there next year. Clark Phillips is going to be a phenomenal deal next year, but it was unbelievable this year. These guys got a bunch of swag, and uh, we're just having a great time. So the Pro Football Hall of Fame Academy All-Americans in the building, Canton, Ohio. We'll be out here for another couple of days, and uh, we're going to show up, we're going to show out. But uh, that kind of does it for the show, GB, the Transparent Truth. Kind of wrap this baby up. I appreciate you for joining me 2,000 miles away. Nevertheless, you always come with the recruiting, come with a good insight on the good free agent market there in Southern California. Beyond LeBron is what I'm going to call it now. Beyond LeBron, free agency. But uh, I appreciate you. So please always, follow the show. Always. Yeah, please follow the show. Follow my man Greg Biggins at Greg Biggins. Follow me at Coach Keith underscore MP on Twitter. Without further ado, let's bring baby to a close. There's a new sheriff in town. And his name's Richie Hammond. Y'all be cool.